It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got a lot to get to today as some more specific details about Draymond Green's contract have come out and why it is different than those of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and D'Angelo Russell, for that matter. Speaking of D'Angelo Russell, Steve Kerr says the Warriors are desperately going to need him. Two different vets returning for next season, and Steph Curry does something pretty awesome for the city of Oakland. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? lot to get to today. As I mentioned, some more specifics about Draymond Green's contract have come out. And some people like to be dramatic when it comes to anything with the Warriors. And I don't know if it's just because of the Kevin Durant years. You know, would people be as dramatic if KD never played for the Warriors? Are people trying to drum up drama? I don't know. Maybe I'm dramatic and just read it that way. But... It came out that Draymond Green, who initially signed a four-year contract extension for $100 million, including the one year left on his original deal, would put him at five years, $118 million. It turns out he has a player option on that last year, which really makes it four years... I'm doing math off the top of my head. This is bad, bad podcasting. Uh, four years, 90-ish million with a player option on the last year. Which isn't a bad deal. I mean, it, it makes sense, too. It also makes sense as to why a guy like Draymond Green would sign that contract. Not the only reason why. I mean, hell, $100 million doesn't hurt. And I think it's a pretty fair deal. But it's also probably more fair for the Warriors than it is for Draymond Green. And... In order to get him to sign it, you have to throw in a little little sweetener, a little something extra. And that's the player option on that fifth year or fourth year of the extension, however you want to look at it. We'll just call it the fifth year because that's how it is. Five years, 118, player option on the fifth year. So the, the things that I've heard from people are, well, Steph didn't get a player option. Clay didn't get a player option. How about this? Steph signed for two hundred plus million dollars. Clay signed for one ninety. These guys signed for their max, max, absolute max contract. They didn't leave a penny on the table, and they're worth it. And that's what you have to pay them to keep them around. But when you're giving them every single dollar available, you don't have to give them a player option. You don't have to sweeten the deal at all. 
They also have uh, all three of them, I think, have 15% trade kickers. And throw D'Angelo Russell in there, too. He doesn't have a player option on his deal because he got every single penny available. Draymond Green did not. And not that any other team would have given him that money. Like, it's all very nuanced. This is a fair deal for Draymond, but it's a little something extra that they gave him to sweeten the pot, so to speak. And most likely, more likely than anything, he's going to be opting in at a point when that deal is when he's probably overpaid when his production probably doesn't match the money that he'll make. And that doesn't mean he'll be the 15th man on the bench, but he's probably not going to be prime Draymond at age 34. I don't think that's, that's controversial to say. So anyone trying to make any drama out of the fact that he got a player option and the other guys didn't are just searching for something to be dramatic about uh, in early August when there's no basketball. Because there's nothing to it. Except for the fact it's a sweetener for Draymond. And we saw it with Willie Cauley-Stein also. And also mixed reports about Glenn Robinson. When he initially signed, they said they gave him a player option on a second year. Others have said it's just a one-year deal. But either way, Willie Cauley-Stein we know has a player option uh, on his two-year deal. Draymond Green has the player option on the last year of his deal. These are sweeteners to maybe entice guys to take less money. And the player option is, it gives the player the power, so to speak. And it goes one of two ways. Either you're at the end of your deal and you're going to be making an amount way more, uh, worth way more than what your, your production on court. So you opt in or you're still playing great and you have the chance to sign another long-term deal. I wouldn't say these are bad options for the team, but it just means that it's out of their control. It's in the player's control. A team option leaves the leaves the player leaves the power up to the team. If you're not playing up to the standard of your, you know, high dollar contract, then we're not going to pick it up and you're a free agent. If you're outplaying it, we're going to pick it up and you're going to play for that amount. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Look at uh, Lou Williams down in, in L.A. with the Clippers. They picked up his player option a year ahead of time because they know that he's grossly underpaid. So, I mean, why not, why not pick it up years in advance? Hell, guarantee the whole thing. Do you believe Lou Williams makes $8 million a year? That's crazy. Terrible contract for him. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Back to the Warriors. Draymond has a player option. The other guys don't. It's much ado about nothing. The, all, all that really matters is Steph, Clay, Draymond, and D'Angelo Russell are all locked up long-term. Steph's contract is the first one to come due, I think, in three more years. Is anyone worried about him going anywhere else? Because I'm not. He's going to resign, and he'll be back with the Warriors. And that's, I mean, that's all there is to it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back. I want to talk about Steve Kerr and what he said about needing D'Angelo Russell desperately this year and a couple of vets making their returns to the NBA. That's coming up next. But first, with training camp starting, there is only one place where you can get the NFL coverage that you are looking for. 
That is locked on NFL, and it is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows with expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. ba da ba 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 Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Just talked about Draymond's contract for a little bit because some people liked to dramatize it. The fact that he got a player option and Stephen Clay don't and D'Angelo Russell doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's honestly a detriment to the team when it comes down to it, because in five years, Draymond Green will have an option to make $28 million. And he's going to take it. Because in five years, I kind of doubt that his play is going to match that of a $28 million salary. And on top of that, the way the cap keeps going up, we have to recalibrate the way we look at contracts. I think it was Sam Esfandiari who tweeted it out uh, when Draymond signed this deal, is that it's only 19% of the cap. Back in 2014, 19% of the cap was like $13 million. So just the way it's going up, you have to look at it as percentage of the cap and not just dollar amount. Regardless, the Warriors have their core signed for the future, and the future looks good. Future looks good. And part of that future, a major part of that future, or immediate future, I'll say, is D'Angelo Russell. And we all know why. He was... (laughs) The piece that, well, first off, because he's a 23-year-old friggin' all-star and a damn good player. But he's the piece they got back in return for Kevin Durant and you could say Andre Guadalla as well. And he is going to be desperately needed this entire season, especially the first half of the season. And that's something Steve Kerr talked about down at Team USA training camp where he is, a, uh, I guess, an assistant coach to Greg Popovich. He's on the same Tim Duncan level. Yeah, Steve Kerr's as good as Tim Duncan. That's what I'm saying. Uh, No, but he talked about D'Angelo Russell and just the need for him. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say. Excited to coach him. Great, great talent. I think he's going to fit right in with our group. And we're going to need him desperately. Without Clay, especially, we need D'Angelo's scoring. And it's up to us as a staff to figure out, you know, how best to, to use him and to to shape the team, shape the offense, and figure it out. Uh, yes, we are back to the incredibly loud 
interviews courtside while people are playing hoops and you can't understand anything that the person is saying. But Steve Kerr, what he did say, if you weren't able to make it out, was I'm excited to coach him. He's a great young talent. I think he's going to fit right in with our group, and we're going to need him desperately, without Clay especially. We need D'Angelo scoring, and it's up to us as a staff to figure out how best to use him and shape the team, shape the offense, and we'll figure it out. So what I like about that is the fact that he brings up that they're, he's not just a guy that's going to come in and fit their system immediately. They're going to have to do some things differently with D'Angelo Russell to maximize him. And they're going to need to maximize him because of the fact Clay's out, because you don't have KD. We all know the reasons why. But I was just glad to hear that because, you know, Steve Kirk can be stubborn. He likes his system. He trusts his system and thinks that it will pay off. It will eventually pay off. Even if it's not working, if you continue to run it right, it's going to work and it's going to pay off. But at the same time, you're going to have to do some things different with D'Angelo Russell. And he's going to have to do some things different as well. He's going to have to try and fit in a little bit, but Steve Kerr is also going to have to be more open to running some pick and roll with him and Willie Cauley-Stein or him and Steph. I mean, that's the other thing. You talk about how great of a pick and roll player D'Angelo Russell is. One of the reasons why the pick and roll with KD and Steph worked is because Steph is a willing screener. KD was not. So, I mean, that's one wrinkle to look for. And the other thing is, yeah, he doesn't like the pick and roll because it basically eliminates other players. You don't have to be a silhouette. You don't have to be a statue while other people are are running the pick and roll. You can still have off-ball movement while, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Willie Cauley-Stein are running pick and roll. It's it's tougher because of the timing, etc., but you can still do it. So I'm excited to see what kind of offense they come up with for him, how he fits into some of the classic Warriors offensive stuff that they usually do. And just how they change and how it works out. Because here's the it's all up in the air. You know, I said D'Angelo Russell part of the immediate future because who knows? Who knows what the immediate future is with him? Best case scenario is he plays great and he's the the missing piece of another dynasty. But if not, who knows? They may look to flip him. Like it, it's it's all up in the air. But all we know is that he is a warrior. And he's going to get at least a half a season of run there, if not an entire year, if not the rest of his career. It's all up in the air. But they're not just bringing him in to sit on him for six months and then trade him. They're going to try and make it work. So I'm really intrigued. And one of the reasons we'll see what happens, obviously, as well, if it's just not if Steph gets injured in week two and misses, you know, six weeks and D'Angelo Russell plays great, but the rest of the team just isn't good enough, and the record's terrible, you know, who knows? Worst-case scenario, something like that happens, they may look to move him in season. But one of the reasons why I do think he'll get the entire year, at the very least, is because you have no idea what he's going, what the what the full unit looks like until Clay comes back. Yeah, hopefully it works well with D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry. But on top of that, how does it work with D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, and Clay And Draymond, obviously. So that's why I think he'll get at least an entire year before they look to do anything with him. Changing gears here. A couple of vets are making their returns 
to the NBA. Well, one of them never left, and that is, of course, Vince Carter, who at 42 years old is going to be playing in his 22nd season in the NBA. And it's incredible. I uh, resigned with the Hawks for a one-year deal, and the Hawks actually have seven players on the roster under 23 years old. It's pretty wild and pretty awesome, too. It's something I wanted to bring up just because it's newsworthy, and Vince Carter is such an, a great example of what Carmelo Anthony can't do. <laughs> and I know it's kind of a weird turn to make uh, because I want to celebrate Vince, but it's just... What he's been able to do in turning himself into a role player over the last seven, eight years where other superstars cannot is it needs to be applauded. You know, if you look at Carmelo Anthony, I do think he could contribute to a team if he changed his mentality and was willing to be a role player. But we all know that that's not the case. You look at Jason Kidd, Vince Carter. Uh, there's some other ones as well who go from superstar to role player. And then you look at guys like Allen Iverson and Carmelo Anthony who couldn't make that transition, who just couldn't get past the idea of, I'm the man, give me the rock. So back to Vince, though. Is he the most beloved player in the NBA, in NBA history? And I mean universally beloved. And here's a weird theory I have on it that – once you win a title, at least one, maybe maybe it's really the second one that gets you. But once you have enough success, once you've reached the mountaintop, that's when people start to hate you. Vince Carter, since he never won a title, is still beloved by everybody. Like, I really don't know who doesn't like Vince Carter. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a ton of people don't like him. But... The other reason I want to bring him up is because over the last five years, he was a player that I always wanted to join the Warriors. Two, well, for one, he can still contribute. But two, to maybe help him win a title. Maybe help him uh, bring home one more ring. But that's not going to happen. He is in Atlanta. And apparently he loves the role that he plays with a team like Atlanta or like he did with the Kings of that mentor, that sage veteran. And, I mean, that's exactly what he is after 21 years in the NBA, going on 22. So shout out Vince Carter. It's going to be a nice farewell tour. Uh, it'll be fun, for sure, and uh, just another reason to watch the Hawks. Another return of an NBA vet of a different kind, Ralph Walker, Steph Curry's personal security guard over the last decade, except for last year because he retired, is returning to the Warriors, and I assume he'll return to the post of Steph Curry, security guard. I'm sure you guys have seen him in about 100 pictures in the background, uh, scanning the crowd. Um, he, he's been a staple for the Warriors organization and for Steph Curry, and uh, it's just great to have him back. Definitely just wanted to throw that in there. Not going to change the – well, maybe it does change the season, you know. Maybe Steph didn't feel as secure last – no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They all do great work. But it'll be fun to see Ralph Walker back. He had been with the team forever. Uh, it was great to see him retire and, you know, go out and live the retired life. And he decided it's not for him yet. And he wants back in and the Warriors are welcoming, welcoming him back with open arms. And so is Steph Curry. So be on the lookout for Ralph Walker. 
the guy's a, a pseudo celeb <laughs> uh, of his own right. So uh, good to have him back, and it'll good to be be good to see him uh, in the background of everything Steph's doing. Going to take one more break. Come back. There's some Team USA news I got to throw out there, and then Steph Curry did something really, really cool for the city of Oakland, and uh, we're going to talk about that next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Available in three colors, its thin light design, built-in HD camera, and touchscreen turns any space into your workspace. More at surface.com slash laptop go. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. And it's hot, man. It's too hot. I'm tired of this summer weather, man. Give me basketball weather. You know, give me the fall weather. It's soon. It's coming up soon. I wanted to talk about Team USA, and I wanted to do it for a couple different reasons. I mean, one of them, we all know, just everyone dropping out. No one wants in, and it's understandable, to me at least, because this isn't the Olympics, first off, because if we're going to be taking games off in the middle of the year for load management to manage loads, then you're going to have to do that in the off season, also. The, you know, the, the, they should be playing for Team USA when they're not playing 82 regular season games it is ridiculous. And part of that is load management and just trying to stay healthy. And today was a perfect example of that when Marcus Smart is out indefinitely for Team USA with calf tightness, will be reevaluated next week. So maybe he's fine in a week, but it's just a perfect example of what you're trying to avoid in the off season and trying to make it to the regular season healthy. And again, maybe he does make it there healthy, but right now he's not. And that's just what you're trying to avoid injuries. And who knows, maybe, maybe he would have had the same calf tightness, just working out in the off season, just getting ready for training camp. But the bottom line is it didn't happen while he was training, uh, working out for training camp, it happened while he was working out with Team USA. And that's what players are trying to avoid. So it's too bad, but it's just an example of what players are trying to avoid and why they don't play for Team USA. One of the many reasons uh, why they're not playing for Team USA right now. One of the other things that has come out of Team USA is that De'Aaron Fox is apparently killing it for him. Like, he's a lock to make the team and doing everything right. And I know... This is a Warriors podcast, not a Team USA podcast or a Sacramento Kings podcast, but Darren Fox has been so much fun to watch over the last year. And if he is getting better and making that leap, man, the Kings are going to be fun to watch, and, and so is he, no question. Back to the Warriors podcast, though. I mentioned Steph Curry doing something pretty freaking awesome for, I keep saying the city of Oakland, but more specifically... Concordia Park in Oakland. 
And it all started just over a month ago, about six weeks ago, uh, June 27th, 2019, at Nim from the East, tweeted out, So look, bruh, city of Oakland won't fix our courts. I called 311 hella times. Been waiting for almost half a year. We don't have lights, trash cans, smooth pavement, nor a second backboard slash hoop. Can y'all come through? At Warriors, at Jordan Bell, at Money Green, at Loon Rebel 5, at Alvo. Uh, if you don't know, those are Jordan Bell, Draymond, uh, Kavon Looney, and Alfonso McKinney. And he has pictures of the courts uh, in dire need of, of, of upgrades. And you'll notice in that tweet that I read, uh, Steph Curry was not even tagged in it, but Steph saw this. And yesterday, Steph unveiled, they finalized the brand new Concordia Park in Oakland. And man, it is pretty sweet. I mean, it was a beautiful setting already. They got palm trees all around. All they did was fix up the courts. Uh, There's some dope art on there as well. Uh, It says, ruin the game, Oakland. I can do all things, eat, learn, play. And, you know, I, I doubt it came out of Steph Curry's pocket because it has uh, you know, Chase logos and Under Armour logos, but this doesn't happen without Steph Curry. And I just love the fact that he took the initiative to do so. It's a huge difference for uh, Concordia Park and the, the teams and schools that use that uh, that court. And I just love the fact that staying connected to Oakland. And I, I hope that I, I have a feeling that Steph always will, that he'll continue to do things for Oakland for as long as he's alive. I hope the Warriors maintain that relationship as well and maintain their, you know, their their footprint in Oakland. Uh, because as we all know, the reason I'm saying this is they're, they're playing in San Francisco starting next season. Chase Center's going to be awesome. But uh, don't forget where it all started. And the court looks sick. Uh, it's just an awesome thing. Steph was out there spending all day with the kids, uh, shooting the hoops. There's a funny clip of him. Uh, He's got two dudes lined up as if he's going to jump over them to dunk. And at the last second, they turn and lift him up to help him reach the rim because we all know Steph has some trouble getting there every once in a while. Uh, That's going to do it for today. Shout out Steph and the Warriors and everyone involved in redoing that court. Uh, we'll, We'll be back on Friday with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. <laughs> Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network.
This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.